Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Oh my God, Yumi is outside. Hold on one second. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I it looked like oh he saw God. her through the window. It looked like he saw a ghost. <laughs> like through the window, he sees the cats yeah. outside. Yeah. Yeah. The cat is coming from outside the house. <laughs> Hello, it's Grand Strangler. The call's coming from inside the house. Inside, inside the house. house. <laughs> oh, there she is. Safe and sound. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. For your business paper needs or Dundermip. Then the people versus paper people. Dundermip. Then the people versus paper people. Dundermip. Then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and Sparrow's shift manager, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, your new CFO. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Brian told me to always tell women you work in finance. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think I want her to meet my mom. <laughs> mom. It's the whole story in three acts right there. (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, This week we'll start with our main topic and then we'll move to uh, the conference room uh, for a small segment. And then we'll finish with some trivia from a listener. This week's topic is Michael in New York. Featuring Edwin in New York. Edwin is uh, recording this um, waist deep in water in a subway station <laughs> in New York. How is it there? Uh, it is perfectly fine. The weather is really nice. Uh, okay. Yeah. And me in New York, forget about it. Uh, but yes, I'm in New York uh, right now for the U.S. Open. My travel got pushed back a day because of the storms. Uh, but I made it here. I'm here watching the, watching the tennis. It's been fantastic. And since we knew I was going to be here, we thought that we could do this fun concept episode about Michael in New York. Uh, a lot of the different times that Michael comes into New York and what that kind of means for him and what that kind of means for the show. Uh, so we thought this would be the perfect opportunity to dip into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think you guys you guys put together a list of episodes. I actually I noticed that you left off of that episode because this is a, just a, I'll start with this one. This is just a short uh new york visit but stress relief is also a, oh, has, a, has some new york when they go when michael and dwight have to go uh get um you know uh what what is it disciplined by uh by david wallace mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's, michael oh, yeah. walk michael walks to the window and says <sighs> the city <laughs> dwight we're not mad we're just disappointed <laughs> that was another that was another potential drop up front that I didn't oh sorry. I, no hey i uh i should have just done that I'm just that's okay that's okay 
There are a number of uh, yes, we have we have a preliminary list of episodes we'll talk about. I'm sure we'll try to cover as many moments as we can think of in addition to the ones we kind of mapped out. But just the recurring theme of Michael going to New York, what that kind of means for the show and and where how that kind of evolves with the way that Michael interacts with corporate, generally speaking. So I think the very first instance of Michael going to New York is in Valentine's Day when he's invited to meet the new CFO, David Wallace. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. He is yeah. supposed to prepare financials to present to him, but leads <laughs> off with uh, the many faces of Scranton, uh, a video uh, introducing everyone around, or introducing everyone to uh, to the branch, a great Scott joint. And Jan responds with a look of pure uh, horror as Michael uh, <laughs> plays the film that he was thinking about entering in festivals, but it's not really about that. <laughs> that's that's the beginning. And then we get a lot of Michael walking around New York and interacting with the city, which is some of my favorite stuff in the whole show. Uh, the, yeah, th- this is the episode where he thinks he sees Tina Fey uh, and ends up missing Conan O'Brien. <laughs> That's right, the fake Conan O'Brien. Which I love because, I mean, you know, we, you know, watching it, streaming it now, you forget that like 30 Rock is on immediately after The Office. And uh, uh, so it's almost like it is kind of it was kind of a fake out that you I, I mean, I feel like when I first watched it, I thought I was going to see Tina Fey on The Office. That would have been cool. That would have yeah, been a fun process. Yeah, would have made sense. It would have made total sense. Mm-hmm. But Conan uh, Conan O'Brien would make a second cameo on The Office during an Emmy sketch where he crashes through all these different TV shows and he crashes through that's, the ceiling. You guys have seen that, right? right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And then um, the Breaking Bad universe comes into that one too. That's right. Yeah. Jesse Walsh comes the door. in. Yeah. That's right. Gets a, gives a paper bag to Creed. I Creed yeah. give the bag to him. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love, uh, but just to go back to your, I love any situation where Michael can just walk around, interact with the city, be confidently incorrect about everything. Yeah. <laughs> and the way that Michael he lo- loves yeah. wearing leather gloves and he always wears them when he goes to New York. And there's always <laughs> a scene where he turns to the camera and he just holds his arms out and kind of looks around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his, you know, like he's showing the world his hometown, which is not the case at all because he doesn't seem to know a ton about New York despite uh, loving it. Sorry, real quick. Can you hear that air conditioner? And should I turn it off? I can't hear anything. You can't hear the air conditioner? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Also, I'm going to plug in the computer before it I'm dies. leaving all this in. Okay. All right. <laughs> do what you do. This is great content. If you, for, the, for everyone listening at home, just know this is the sound of plugging in a computer. The, it's funny that in... Uh, it's funny that in Michael's first like New York foray in Valentine's Day, almost every scene where he's like out and about doing something he by the end of the scene whatever he's been talking about has been thrown back in his face in every way which feels very <laughs> new york which is just like it you know that it, it's a place that can chew people up and um, even like starting right where he's like i'm gonna get me a new york slice and he goes right into sabaros and you're like all right he doesn't know what he's doing favorite um, favorite new york pizzeria yeah he called it's new york the city of love um and then, of course, <laughs> where when he's like, "Oh, everyone takes everyone takes subway in New York. It's fast, it's efficient, gets you there on time." Okay, there's a guy pooping <laughs> in a cardboard box down there. The way he just immediately starts running up the stairs uh, is pretty. That's that's a good illustration of how uh, what Michael's relationship with New York is, which is not based in reality at all. He describes. Uh, I'm jumping right back in. He describes. Yeah. Uh, He's like, what it would be like to live in New York, work at corporate, be with Jan, watch shows yeah. and eat hot dogs. That's mm-hmm. his uh, his dream life in New York. 
Uh, Scranton on acid. No, on speed. No, on steroids. <laughs> and then he's, and then he's like, he's lost. And then he's like, okay, I think that's either the Hudson or the East. <laughs> so we yeah. should head back this way. <laughs> like, like New York's this small town that you know. Mm. Oh, if you get lost, just head towards the water. It's like that's not how it works there, bud. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's of course he's in New York uh, in the first place because in at the beginning of season two in sexual harassment we learn that the CFO Randall has been let go, fired. This brings in David Wallace, and eventually that's who he's there to meet the new CFO. And that mm-hmm. kicks off a long domino effect of him needing to go to New York to talk to either Jan or mostly to talk to David Wallace. I am very I find it very fascinating the way that the show creates the relationship with corporate, which is yeah. kind of this entity rep- symbolized or embodied by New York, by Jan, by David mm-hmm. Wallace. Those are kind of our touch points, you know, those those few people in that physical location. Other than that, we don't interact with very many of the other corporate figures and Ryan, you know, when he's there, Charles, yeah. et cetera. But uh, at, at this juncture in the show, it feels like Michael is talking to corporate and Jan is kind of the conduit because she has this other relationship with Michael. And in that moment when he's presenting, uh, it seems like there are two alternate versions. I mean, there are alternate branch managers, but alternate versions of Michael. There's Josh, the very, like, very put together, very capable one. And then there's uh, Craigers, who is off the rails and uh, doesn't have his numbers and makes Michael look better by comparison. He's kind of like an alternate version of Michael, one that's worse, one that's really uh, impossible to like. And it, it kind of just gives us another light on Michael, who has a lot of, he has a redeeming moment in this episode when he talks to David to say that him telling the other managers that he slept with Jan was a joke. That is a redemptive moment. Um, mm. But then there are a lot of really good moments like that for Michael in New York, in addition to stupid moments. I will say that increasingly one of my favorite moments in the show is uh, when Michael and Jan kiss at the end of that of Valentine's Day, when Michael's mm. getting on the elevator. And after the kiss, Michael turns and looks at the camera. Jan turns and looks at the camera, realizes that she has kissed Michael on camera. Her face falls, and the elevator doors close on Michael. <laughs> that is that is a really good shot. Yeah, it's a great, it's perfect a great succession right there. But yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I. I'm really excited to talk about launch party too, which is or night out, night out, which is uh, Michael and Dwight going to visit uh, uh, Ryan in New York. <laughs> which sure. I I love that like you fully expect this to be a disaster, but instead, uh, due to uh, Ryan's drug habits, he's so excited to see them, and they actually have a, a night out. They do. Um, I mean, fairly successful night out, depending on what you're looking for, mm-hmm. uh, or kind of an I don't know a little bit of everything. I mean, but, what a it's a it's a you know hashtag legend, right? Ryan Howard that night really uh, going for it, gets beat up. I love. I mean, gets them into the club. Dwight, Dwight Michael coming through is, with some game, dude. Getting into Michael, that club, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it's Michael who gets them into the club, really, because Ryan's like, oh, I don't know this guy, like. We can't get in without girls, and then like Michael just grabs the. No, it's Dwight. Dwight. Dwight's like, you guys pair up. Oh, pair you're up. right. Yeah, Jersey State Shoot. basketball team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, two guys, you know, two two girls to a guy, sometimes three. 
and, uh, it, and they get in there. It depends on how you think about success for each of these characters. So it's a success for Michael in that he says to Jim, it's not the horniness, it's the loneliness. And he does have a good night hanging out with Maybe his Maybe the boys. saddest line I on know. this entire show. Uh, and uh, uh, Dwight does very well in his, all of his interactions throughout the evening. Uh, Roy, or Roy. Except oh for pouring the drink out that they buy him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Mm-hmm. My, I love that moment when Michael sends the photo to everyone. Yeah. Stuck at the office. Ugh, just a collective groan. Um, not Roy, but Troy. Yeah. Succeeds in running away. Yep. Don't bring yeah. him to a hospital. And then he just turns yep. and leaves. Squat little run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you a normal size house? Character. <laughs> yeah, he's a normal guy. <laughs> you feel a little bad for Troy in that moment, yeah, yeah. but like, but him saying "Don't bring him to a hospital" and running away, like he's not a, Troy is not a good friend. Well, and then later, not Dwight really. Dwight brings him back as a as a candidate for the junior salesman position, and he drinks water by cutting the hole out of a plastic bag and spraying it into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's a very New York thing to do. Ryan succeeds. Yeah. He doesn't succeed in being able to dance, but he because why wouldn't they let him dance? But he does yeah. succeed in getting home safe that night, thanks to Michael <laughs> and Dwight. And makes uh, you know hypothetically, if I have a friend who had a drug problem, um, and he later uh, when singing to Michael as he leaves uh, in the conference room, he will reference this as Michael helping him get off drugs. For sure, and <laughs> although we don't us. really see the interim, you know, we um, don't. But outside of the we Michael can Scott paper company, is, yeah, for Ryan, this is Michael helping him get off drugs, which if, is just stopping him uh, one night from completely killing himself. Maybe the way that Michael helped him get off drugs was give him the advice that he learned from the Wire, even though he doesn't understand a word. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was that was the advice key. he gives him. It was like first you get that guy, and you. Get it? You get? I'm, I'm, well, hold on. Let me let me you pull flip up him. I'm, yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. Right, right. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna try to do <laughs> it all. Uh, right. Okay. Um, here's what you do. You're supply. gonna tell him that you're his friend and that you're gonna help him and that everything's gonna be all right. And then you put a wire on him and you find out who's selling him drugs. And then you get that guy and you flip him, turn him into a snitch. You follow that guy to the people who's been really bad. <laughs> been watching the wire recently. I don't understand a word of it. <laughs> yep. I think, but to to bring this episode back to what New York can mean for Michael, yeah, Michael has so many delusions of 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 fame and of a different version of his life and of grandeur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, of a life with Jan and working in corporate. And maybe the corporate version is what we see in Valentine's Day, what we see in the job, uh, which we'll talk about as well. But this is like Michael goes to New York to to meet girls to 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 get laid, as he says. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He brings Dwight along for the ride. So, like, there's a there's an element of like this. This is the one place where they go. It's kind of, and they go back to it in launch party as well. Like this place where things are like really cool and very uh, very hip, and, <laughs> and and where Michael can go to like try to find this thing that he doesn't seem to have in his life. Which is uh, there's a lot of things Michael doesn't have in his life, mm-hmm. and we see this sort of. I mean, between because before night out we have the job we have. The deposition, the negotiation, uh, and then and and uh, and the negotiation. So we yeah. have all of those before this night out thing. And like you say, those are all sort of related more to to his job, his professional life, his personal life. Um, New York, it's 
pretty harsh to him um, every time he goes there. I mean, even in the <laughs> deposition, that's this kind of blending of these two things where mm-hmm. he's he's in New York yet again for a disciplinary reason or related <laughs> to a disciplinary reason where he has not to a, give a deposition. Yeah, not a good reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a good reason. Ish. And while he's there, his diary, which has been taken by Jan, how did you do me and get it? You store it under my side of the mattress. I don't like the lump. She... <laughs> copies and distributes his diary uh, amongst all of the corporate people. And there's the great eleven great copies. scene at lunch where Michael just walks in holding his tray like a high schooler, looking around, and it's just everyone's thumbing through his diary, vigorously highlighting it, underlining it. Nightmare. <laughs> absolute <laughs> nightmare. Absolute nightmare. And this is, this is like the coldest New York is to Michael in that moment, which is just like... You're here because we need your statements. We need your testimony. We don't really care about you. Jan doesn't really care about you. Maybe Toby actually does care about you, Michael, and he's trying to talk to you about his divorce and how he didn't like choosing between his mom and his dad. (laughs) Michael just shoves his tray off the table and walks away. (laughs) He doesn't deserve anything. It's a very cold place in that moment, for sure. Yeah, I... There's an element of Michael in the deposition where he is like a fish out of water. For mm-hmm. someone who enjoys going to New York as much as Michael normally does, or the fact that he'll just drive up there, like with Daryl, or, or, or you know, to to negotiate with Jan based on her invitation. But still, like he's he's always willing to go. It never seems like he's uh, hesitating to go. Uh, he he really feels like a fish out of water in the deposition. In that, like they're they're taking note of everything that he says and reading it back to him and putting it under scrutiny and. Looking at him completely out of any context of joking, which is the way that Michael tends to interact with everything. And his stupidity is really, like, put on display. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you known the plaintiff? I've never read it, but I'm looking forward to reading the Pelican Brief. <laughs> so, like, it's all it's all on display. And um, it's, a, it's a huge departure from Scranton, which is a really Michael-friendly place for the most part. He knows how many school districts there are. You know, he knows how many schools there are. He, like, is a man of Scranton. And... Uh, when he goes to New York, it all it all falls apart for him in that way. He's a regular Joe Biden, <laughs> Scranton native, Scranton doing native. his thing there. <laughs> Tries to almost every time Michael goes to New York, it's under a slightly false pretense, hmm. or he thinks that he's there for a different reason than he actually is. Hmm. Almost every single time, which is either he thinks he's in trouble, but he's not, or he thinks he's not in trouble, but he is, <laughs> or he's just going to like get laid, but he's not. Or all these <laughs> or he thinks that he's applying for Jan for to work next alongside he Jan. He's got a job actually, in the bag, but he doesn't. But he's actually applying for Jan's job. That's a yeah. fantastic observation. He, That's really, he's really there good. to he's there to like be celebrated at the shareholder meeting, but he's there to be reprimanded. Well, like, and, and it, he's and there then, to take the fall. <laughs> and then how much of that is corporate versus Michael? Because there's it's a bit right. of both. You know, I think like they bring him in as padding for like whatever is going on. <laughs> Just like, oh, he's a company man. He's dumb. He won't care. He'll take the hit. And uh, he's fooled every time he goes to New York. There are a lot of moments in New York where Michael is truly flying blind, I guess, as kind of a, as a, as a result of coming in on that false pretense. Like and maybe and a lot of this is a. Uh... This is one that is completely Michael's fault, but he shows up at the interview a day early. Yeah. <laughs> and David says to him, isn't our interview tomorrow? And Michael says, yes. I was just in the neighborhood and thought I would stop by. Michael is having an improversation right there. Yes, he is. Yeah, as he says, an improversation. And uh, you just happened to be in Midtown Manhattan. I thought I'd catch a show. 
Uh, and they have this whole <laughs> conversation. Michael improvises these questions for him that make him look really nice. The moment when the receptionist there just gives him a little smile and nod after he, uh, David says, mm-hmm. I look forward to talking to you. And Michael says, and I look forward to working with you. Yeah. And the receptionist there gives him a little <sighs> nod. <laughs> so and then, confident. And then Michael says, uh, I'm going to get this job. The other branch managers are all morons. Calls, hey, Pam, I, got, I, I thought the interview was a day early. I accidentally drove to New York. Got to be about two hours, hours late. Three hours late, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's about a two and a half hour drive straight to New York, uh, which is, that's a distance that's just like in the realm of you can make a last minute decision to go do that. Mm-hmm. Like two and a half, a three hour drive is like, I need that planned in my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Two and a half. It's like uh, it's like a Portland to Eugene. It's like two hours. You're like, if I had to do that today, I could, but I don't want to. No. And we see this happen to Jan. There's that time where she's like, I've driven like 400 miles today, which is like keeps driving back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a distance where like New York is always within reach from Scranton, but it's you really need a reason. Mm-hmm. I think too the this uh, I, I re- like I said I really like this this point that you made about false pretenses because. Michael has a lot of moments where he redeems himself or looks better or like things turn out very well for Michael in a way that he wasn't expecting. And a lot of that has to do with that. So, I mean, he he redeems himself at the end of Valentine's Day. Um, Mm -hmm. He kind of redeems himself at the end of um, the deposition. I mean, redeem is probably the wrong word, but like he has that moment where he says absolutely not. When they put him on the spot as if the company shows this disrespect to their employees. Um, I think you're I mean, a nice guy too, David. Yeah, and yeah. Right yeah. after, I mean, like right after that is is dinner party, mm-hmm. and like I feel like the the tag on the deposition is is like the death knell for Michael and Jan's relationship, which is when they're saying like, "Do you want to get some food? Like, how about Chinese?" She's like, "I, w- I want to save money, something cheap." That was my cheap suggestion. Oh. Chinese was my cheap suggestion. <laughs> oh. uh, how about we get fast food? Sure. Fast food's fine. Bye. It's just Fast a downer fine. of a scene. Yeah. Um, and that's that leads right into Night Out, which then... Uh, or, or sorry, that leads right party. into Dinner Party, which then gets us uh, pretty much out of that relationship. And then, yeah, by Night Out, Michael is mm. um, single and ready to mingle. You expect to get screwed by your company. Don't expect to get screwed by your girlfriend. You expect to get screwed by your girlfriend. Yeah. And um, <laughs> single Michael... Horny single Michael is a dangerous force in public, and we yeah. see this in Night Out. And uh, we've already talked about Night Out, but we can <laughs> we can move on from that one. I guess to continue the uh, so the, the this like idea. Of positive How did you moments. all find each other? Sorry, that's just a great moment. <laughs> Amazon. The way Dwight asks yeah. that. It's not like, how do you know each other? Or, but it's how did you find each other? <laughs> yeah, very different question. Yeah, Jersey City varsity basketball. He's team. finding Whoa. yeah mythical creatures out in the wild. Amazons. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you'll allow me to continue this, like, positive moments of... Go ahead. Michael, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Scott, we'd like to ask you some questions. I'll allow it. Um, when da- hey, when Michael- everyone. Kevin's going to give us his take on the situation. <laughs> there we up. go. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Uh, very good. Very, very good. Uh <laughs> I'm I'm so You're close to losing. <laughs> I'm so close to losing my train of thought. When Michael is uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Michael thinks he's going to get punished. We're not even in the scene. All right, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> it turns out that he's being praised. How about an attaboy for you? Oh yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of speaks off the top of his head, and he's just pontificating yeah. about 
about uh, the workplace and everything, never for any reason. Uh, there's, there's, that happens, and then the shareholder meeting where Michael ha is able to build up the crowd and whip them into a frenzy, <laughs> even though, even though there's uh, there's nothing to, there's nothing to for them to do. Everything's out the window, mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah, things are, things are looking bleak. But again, that's like. That's what makes in shareholder meeting is the one time where he flips it around on New York. Like every time he's there, gets bamboozled or something, and now he's he sort of turns it back on corporate and he forces them to come up with a plan which they don't have. Mm -hmm. But Michael doesn't care because he is high on the crowd at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he takes and a limo lady. Line. <laughs> the, okay, the the expression on limo lady's face when he calls her back is so yeah. priceless. Yeah. We are going carbon neutral. Yeah. Ooh. Absolutely fantastic. A limousine. Does... <laughs> corrupt. You should be in jail. <laughs> limousine. Yeah. When uh, he does the spin and then he runs out and then he comes back and he does, he gets to live out all of yeah, like yes. those fantasies that he's had. Perhaps from um, his comedy special, Here I Go Again, that, that, that. Where he goes out, he like runs back up there, pumping his arms, and he points out to the crowd, "You, no, you, you, you. I love you, New York." Yeah, it's it's really it's, uh, his yeah. everything he's been wanting in his life is in that moment. Yes. Outside of his relationship with Holly, is that Michael's like high point in the show? Wow, I, I, you know, I, you're probably right. Rewatching re that episode, uh, yeah, outside of Holly and maybe like in the end or the finale or mm -hmm. like when, the episode when he leaves and he gets a lot of high points. I think that is like the happiest. He, he's ever is like Michael's fantasy so much or, or, or one of them is to have this a room full of people cheering for him like they're all his friends yeah. and they think Big he's time. funny and he's entertaining the crowd uh, mm -hmm. and that's actually the moment where it happens in New York too not even in not even all Scranton it's, it's a really good it's a really good flip on Dwight's speech where yes Dwight is overwhelmed mm -hmm. that Michael has to try to go up and he just fails spectacularly you know, uh, and then he What's gets great, to flip it and have this big grand grand moment for himself. It's such a good bookend, or it's such a good delivery when he does that spin because that was set up at the very top of the episode. Yeah, um, when Michael's basically testing it for the audience, <laughs> and then the Michael Scott waves to the crowd, and the crowd goes wild, and you get Andy doing the like, "Ladies and gentlemen from Scranton." Michael works on the spin. The Hate the twirl. Hate the twirl. Yeah. <laughs> we get the twirl. Like, I'm not going to do the twirl. All right. It's not even a twirl. It's a spin. The, I would I might, like I might to, do the spin. I would have liked to have seen a similar redemption for Michael's European cut shirt from the launch party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, you know. Why is it so tight? It's, it's so a tight, European dude. cut. It just looks bad. <laughs> See, they're yeah, it's, and then it's a Brazilian he's, cut in the pants when he's wearing the ladies' suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a European cut. Mysterious, yeah. Uh, but launch party is another good instance of this, I think, where Michael thinks that he's being invited to this uh, party in New York, yeah. um, and it turns out that he has this frustration that this cool, hip, young executive doesn't see him as the way that he thought he did, yeah. um, which obviously leads to Michael. Uh, this is a moment where Michael doesn't get to go to New York, where Michael and yes. Jim are going together. Michael has brought along green, green eggs and ham as a gift for Ryan instead of all the places you'll go. And and Jim has to U-turn in the middle because the club is called chat room and the password is password. <laughs> that is the invitation a rude for awakening. an internet that. chat room. <laughs> I, lo I love that Jim 
puts okay. the turn signal and he gets, <laughs> starts getting off the highway before yeah. he starts explaining. <laughs> he starts talking to Michael. It's that. So, yeah. Well, you know so what that is? Subtle, okay. But it's such a gym thing. That is uh, that is the real life version of what happens in Jim's mind, where he knows that Michael is totally off the rails, and he says something very plain to Michael. I know. He's just like letting Michael go. But in his head, he is turning away from the situation and figuring out how to get away from it. I think he also knows what Michael's capable of. And he's like, if I can get the car going the other direction before Michael, I break this news to Michael, we might not die. Like, Michael not Michael won't jerk the wheel or something. Like, he's capable of some crazy stuff. And if you're telling me that I have to go back to Scranton, then I'm going to throw up. All right? I'm, I'm throwing up. I'm throwing this car. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to throw up. The yeah. shot of green eggs and ham being thrown out the window and landing on the concrete. So funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I, Michael and Dwight do go to New York to have some New yes. York-style sushi. Where, yes. There's only – where else can you get New York-style sushi? Tokyo, Dwight says. <laughs> uh, but but they, uh, they go up there, and they go to the club, and they steal one platter of sushi. Dwight grabs chopsticks and soy sauce, and, uh, and they have their last moment. Yeah, Or they have that really nice, nice moment at the end. But it, Both in – both in uh, launch party and also before in um, shareholder meeting, those are both times where it's like, uh, you know, if you, it, you know the old storytelling thing, like if or, or um, like play thing, if you show a gun in the first act, it needs to show up in the third act. The check on, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. That this is this is happening about these episodes where like with the spin and shareholder meeting and then of course <laughs> with going to New York to party and launch party. It's like at, by the end we need to go there and see the party. Yeah, and I it, both are very satisfying and grabbing the plate of sushi. By the way, the dude is surprisingly chill with them stealing a plate and leaving like right. Well, in front it's just of him. been it's just a platter of sushi that's been sitting there probably all night that no one has eaten that they're just going to throw away. But you don't know that Michael's just like going into the parking lot to eat it. It's like, well, the dude's stealing a plate, a platter, and like they're stealing stuff right in front yeah. of him. So he's just like, it must have been a long night because he's just walks back behind the bar. It also means that someone, when they leave and Dwight puts the platter on somebody else's car, it means that somebody else walked out to their car with just a platter of half eaten soup. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Similar to Stanley seeing the watermelon all over his car. I, there's so many instances of this in this show where yeah. Michael just leaves something or just sets something down and walks away. Someone's going to clean that up. We're the ones mm-hmm. that got to clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another instance of Dwight with a platter of food doing something funny. Uh, then I, I think, too, like, you, okay, we, we talked about uh, Daryl a little bit. Um, or, or it made me think of uh, we're the ones that got to clean that up. Made me think of uh, the, the negotiation. Yes. Where yep. Michael calls Jan about negotiating for a raise. Uh, this is after Roy attacks Jim, and Dwight uh, steps in there with like a sock full of nickels, and uh, they uh, they go up there, Michael and Toby and Daryl, to negotiate with Jan. So this is an- yet another moment of Michael interacting with Jan. Um, yes, and this is when he's wearing the mysterious suit, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, and then having Toby there is such a great sort of uh, like inflection on a Michael in New York moment yes um what are you writing perv ball <laughs> and he is the, i am gonna smack there you a in the head times. with a hammer mm-hmm. toby's there a few times when michael's in new york simply because of his corporate standing he says in that talking head it will i'm preparing for the deposition it will be a landmark case when it inevitably goes to trial <laughs> i bought you jade earrings so there there is uh you get that little bit of toby there as well where like the person that michael hates the most is there yeah 
What's so, he say? Mm-hmm. He's like, this is probably the first time that a male subordinate has tried to get a raise a by yeah. withholding sex. Mm-hmm. A female superior. This will be a groundbreaking case. Uh, <laughs> the scene of of Daryl, Toby, and Michael driving to New York is great. Where Daryl's like, hey, I haven't been to New York in a while. Like, <laughs> got a got a cousin that lives down there. Maybe I'll stay overnight. And uh, offers it to Toby. So, yeah. you know, people like Toby. Not know. a big place. <laughs> oh, can I stay there too? It's not that big. Not that yeah. big. <laughs> Buses, though, they get you home quick. <laughs> <laughs> so cold. I wonder if Daryl got to know Toby from uh, dating Kelly and uh, and all the time he spent in oh, the just in hanging the out back there. Yeah. Could be. But do you think the bridge between Toby and Daryl then might have gotten burnt when uh, they're trying to investigate Daryl's uh, workman's comp? Ah, yes. Claim. You're That's into true. trains? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, asshole, you going to eat all that dog food yourself? Yeah, Toby. Hard to come back Unleashed. from that. Unleashed. Yeah, 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 that's tough, man. But yeah, you, I would imagine that Daryl and Toby spent a lot of time over the years mainly complaining about Michael and just talking that out. Mm-hmm. Um Something about also in that car ride, Michael eating pretzels is really funny. And Daryl, <laughs> just something about the way he's eating it and talking. Um, again, you know, this is a happy place for Michael, <laughs> surrounded by friends on a road trip. You know, except Toby's there, but yeah. whatever. Daryl's there, so it it levels out for him. If I remember correctly, again, I haven't watched these in a while. There are deleted scenes from the shareholders meeting where they they go to the, they're in the limo and like again, Michael is under false pretenses that he's there to like be you know honored as a guest mm-hmm. and everything and he falls asleep either on the way or on the way home and because he's so excited about the limo and they all stop for fa- and when he wakes up he's like they're already there like he missed the limo ride and they stopped for fast food without him and like <laughs> he's missed out on this like fun road trip time with friends in the limo yeah it's classic yeah it's classic um, I wanted to it's go like, back. It's oh, like yeah. in christening when they're on the bus ride and he misses going to a movie with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so glad to be back in a country that has movies. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, I think uh, the the only other thing that I wanted to go back to was uh, the job where Michael is there hmm. to, um, he's there to, uh, he thinks he's a shoe in for the job. He thinks he's like the number one candidate. It's going to be his job. He's He's acting too comfortable. Yes. As he, he tells Hunter, like, the secret message to give to Chan. Uh, <laughs> and and then uh, he ends up, again, like, he's doing so, he, he feels so comfortable with there, but he ends up uh, telling Jan that she's about to get fired. And then it ends spectacularly with him uh, him withdrawing his name from consideration. Yeah. Wallace. That, you know what? You bringing that up, too, makes me realize, and I've never thought about this before. Do you think Michael was going to get the job? Before that, because David Wallace is kind of like, oh, well, like, you know what I mean? Like, David's kind of shocked by the news that they're still dating. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, everything goes really badly. And -hmm. David's like, yeah, yeah, actually, we're going to go with another candidate. Uh, That's a good question. I'm almost like, just from David's reaction, I'm almost a little bit like, maybe he was going to give him the job. My guess is mm. that Michael was not the top candidate at that time. I think they were considering him, but as David says on the record in the deposition, ah, was he being yes. seriously considered? No. Yes. But 
I mean, I don't think they brought him in for no reason. It's just that Michael did really badly in this interview. Yeah. What ideas do you, what can we be doing better? I've never been a big fan of Dunder Mifflin. I'm thinking something like paper grates. <laughs> Great paper is our passion. And uh, I think, too, you get uh, he asked Karen off the record, and she says he would be a disaster. That's so right. I think there's what do you ele- want, he's a nice guy. What do you want me to say? Yeah, yeah. I think there's an element of Michael being considered. My guess it was probably Jim. I think Jim was probably David's top candidate based on their right. friendship, uh, the way they interact during cocktails. Like, I think Jim was probably based on the fact that the only candidates we know of are what Michael, Jim, Karen, and Ryan. They said maybe yeah. some of the other branch managers, maybe, but it's it's uh, that would be my guess. The Jim was probably his number one pick. Plus, and Jim then, is a tall guy. Dunder Mifflin likes tall guys. <laughs> Both Mifflin was tall, <laughs> tall men. And his and his wife, what was her name? Bethany. <laughs> of course, she knew him from um, Jerry from uh, New Jersey. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's still my uh, that's that's my favorite. You have a drop of that? Drop. We need that of the entire thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's somewhere in there. Uh, but but yeah, I think. Um, my guess is, yeah, that Jim was the number one overall pick before he withdrew his name for consideration. Mm. And then there's that moment where uh, in later in a later season where Jim says to Michael, I actually withdrew my name for consideration. And Michael says, oh, I withdrew too. And he's right. Michael did withdraw his name for consideration <laughs> after being told he wasn't going to get the <laughs> Another moment where Michael is on his feet and flying blind. He's like, yeah, it probably be wouldn't good for me to take my girlfriend's job. That's not being a good boyfriend. I started this company. There you go. In 1949. <laughs> Back then it was a, an industrial Bracket. supplier of metal brackets, mostly, for, for construction. Oh, boy. And then Mifflin. <laughs> of course, he killed himself later. Uh, but I knew Mifflin through the Rotary Club. Great. And he was, <laughs> he was at dinner with Beverly. Beverly. And her husband, oh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Jerry. Jerry Truppiano from from South Jersey, and he was tall. Both he and Mifflin were tall guys. Great, and that's great. Thank you for coming in. <laughs> such a good depiction of an older person talking, just talking about people. Yeah, just going from one to the next, and just that'll like, be us one day. I know. That probably is us Can now. You, that's us now, dude. <laughs> Could you imagine not knowing our whole crew and listening to us talk about them? God. You mean like oh, the way that Lord. we broadcast out all the time? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. That was a long little... It's a long drop. Down. It's a long I drop. I like it. Yeah, it's a long fall. Uh, but... You feel that energy? <laughs> <laughs> the only other moment that I can think of that, I, that, I, that it makes make sense to touch on is... Uh, Michael, uh, stress relief, like you brought up at the very beginning oh, yeah. of the show. Did you have to cut the face off the doll? Because they have to go there twice. After yes. the fire and then after the... <laughs> I love that because you know that, that David got that detail. Like Someone told him that detail. And I, I just would have loved to see his reaction in the moment. Like, first, like, And apparently one of the employees cut the face off the dummy doll. Like, well, and they yeah, cut. I, I didn't rewatch that episode of prep for this, but don't they cut too? Did you have to cut the face off the doll? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, God, that is such a, that whole scene of them in New York. <laughs> yes, I shouted fire. I shouted many things. 
I, sh I also shouted instructions on how to get out of the building so you can imagine my frustration as safety officer <laughs> when nobody would heed heeded. of what take heeded. heeded. No one would no <laughs> take, one headed take headed, take headed of. No, no one would take headed of my instructions. Well done, guys. <laughs> Very good. And good then performance. It, Michael so, in a living out I want all of the praise but none of the blame moves to the other side of the table. Shove down, shove down, <laughs> yeah. and and shove down. and and comes up with the solution. Dwight, we are not mad. We are just disappointed. No, we are mad. You will be stripped of your title as safety officer. And a I am not a mind reader, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is what is the last time we see Michael in New York? I think it's shareholder meeting. Is it shareholder meeting? That's. That's perfect because he leaves New York. Remember, it's like he's had his limo ride, and <laughs> but he's quick and he gets everyone and they sprint out to the limo and they get in and drive out in New York. What a perfect way for his New York time to end. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know Done. he finally he finally comes out on top. We we get the little stock ticker going by, mm -hmm. DMI, and it's down in the negative. Dunder yep. Mifflin. <laughs> it says it out loud. Yeah, because in season six, it goes shareholder meeting to Scott's Tots to Secret Santa, which is where we find out from David right. about the bankruptcy. And then we have the banker, and then it goes into Saber. So that's like when... And we're into Florida. Then we're into, yeah. You're in Florida now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's I think that's the end of Michael in New York. There it is. Michael in New York. Well, let's take a, a quick break and then uh, meet up for the conference room. This podcast is brought to you by Raycon. In these uncertain and unprecedented times, as we navigate all of that, I have found that music and podcasts can be a tremendous help in navigating the anxiety that I feel, and I'm sure that uh, all of us can relate to that. They help, it can help tremendously. No matter how you're feeling about getting back out into the world, there's no denying that it's an adjustment. Uh, when the world gets too loud, something I love to do is create my own soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. You know, for me, one big hobby that I picked up in the last year and a half going through all of this is taking really long walks. Whether it's podcasts or music, I find it's a really good way to break the cycle of working at home and getting out of the house and getting, getting some extra footsteps in. And it's a hobby and a habit that I can, you know, I'm really looking forward to continuing as hopefully we, we get closer and closer to getting things back to normal. Um, but let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort, and unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears, which is very nice. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. Mm. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Give them a try. You'll see what we mean. Um, create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Michael Scott Podcast Company listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash scott that's buyraycon.com slash scott to save 15 percent on raycons buyraycon.com slash scott this episode is brought to you by hello fresh with hello fresh you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door skip trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit Fall is busy, but HelloFresh recipes save time you'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and chopping so you can get back to what matters. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. Easily change your delivery day, food preferences, and plant size, or skip a week if you need to. 
I've gotten HelloFresh a few times, and I usually get the veggie box. I find that it's a really easy way to eat more plant-based meals and to mix up what I would normally make at home. So it's a really good and easy way to kind of take the uh, the time and the thinking and the prep out of dinner and find a way to mix up your routine. So I highly recommend it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 14Scott and use code 14Scott for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 14Scott and use for- code 14Scott for up to 14 free meals, including free <laughs> Free shipping. Great, Scott. Four, 14. All right. You know what? That's it. Conference room, five minutes. Okay. To start off conference room today, we have a very, very quick one um, that was sent to us uh, by our friend Caitlin that we'll talk about on the show. It's it's a, it's a meme format that I'm sure you may have seen with a number of different things, um, and we'll post it as well so you can comment on it. Uh, but it says, choose three to protect you. The others are coming to kill you. <laughs> and yeah, the characters are... Make the rounds. Yeah. yeah. Angela, Pam, Kevin, Toby, Kelly, Dwight, Oscar, Jim, Meredith. So, I don't know if you guys have it up in front of you, but those are the characters. Um mm-hmm. We need to choose three to protect us. Okay. Uh, I mean, right away, Kevin's probably the biggest. So I'm going to pick Kevin. He's, You're thinking also the, terms... he's also the slowest. Yeah, but you could hide behind him, and I don't want him coming <laughs> to kill me. <laughs> okay. Well, we know that he's a loyal, like, he'll have your back. Yes. As That's we true. Saw, oh, yeah. As we With saw Jim. him be Jim, Jim number two. Roy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Watch I, out, Dwight. I don't want Dwight. If I have to choose, I'd rather have Dwight defending me. Yeah, than Dwight exactly. Hunting yeah, me. agreed. Yes, Dwight's got weird Dwight. Friends yeah, that's a good. That he's gonna incorporate to come and kill you. Dwight so. protected Jim. You know that he'll step in if if he sees the time is yeah. right. Yeah, Dwight's Dwight's a clear. Uh, he's on my protection they, team. Yeah. I feel like you need someone smart because now we, we've just got Dwight and Kevin. I feel I, like Oscar and Jim mm-hmm. can outwit them. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I'm. I'm gonna take Dwight. I'm gonna take Meredith, and I'm gonna take Jim to protect yeah. me. Ooh, Jim's just got reach. Jim's got reach. He's yeah. tall. I, he's just big. Meredith. Um, Meredith's street smart. Meredith is. She's she's a little bit of a wild card, but um, you get her like, fucking like ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Like get her pumped up, crazy. She's gonna defend you. She's gonna she's gonna claw people to death. <laughs> but this means I've got a thing about got... guys trying to cut my ne- my throat. <laughs> I'm a little don't concerned. cut my throat. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about the coordination that could happen between Angela and Oscar and Toby. Mm. Uh, I feel like they might. I think that's a smart trio that could probably figure out a way in. I don't know what yeah. they're trying to break into in my mm-hmm. scenario, but that's my pick for defenders. I initially gravitate. I was thinking that as well. I'll go a different way just because you already took that. But the Jim and Dwight connection when they're working together on a team can be very strong, as we exactly. see in their sales calls. Ooh. Exactly. Uh, and Meredith is a, is a level of uh, unpredictability, that's for sure. Wild card. Uh, I will go with Oscar and Kevin. Similar thing. They have a good friendship, a good rapport. <laughs> you know? Papa, yeah. bear, Papa Bear, Mama Bear, as Michael calls them. <laughs> yep. um, and then for crazy, let's add uh, – we're not crazy, but just unpredictability. Let's go with uh, – Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly's also Kelly and Meredith. Either of them. I would I would happily have them defend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelly can attack verbally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Kelly will also... Andy's girlfriend. She, she's just like, oh, my God, did you fart? 
<laughs> and that is how it's done. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's really good. I I have an issue with whoever made this because they picked. I feel like the set of characters they picked is just not interesting. Yeah, to me. you mm. could make this so much harder. Give me Bob put, Vance. Put Robert California on this list, please. Oh. Can you imagine that guy coming to kill you, Stanley. Stanley, the way that he appro- uh, the way that Stanley approaches in the sumo suit. <laughs> yeah, I, I put D'Angelo. I put Robert California. I put Joe Bennett on there. Mm-hmm. Think of the oh, people yeah. she could hire to kill you. Oh, Joe boy. Bennett's killed people or protect you. She can get you on a plane in an hour. Uh, get you out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think I, there's a lot more interesting characters you could put on here. So I agree with you, but I would go in the opposite direction. Like I think I would remove Dwight, maybe Jim, maybe Oscar, mm. and then maybe you add someone like Nate. You go yeah, even more, yeah, even more. Kind of like wow. I don't really know who's dangerous, and I don't really know who's safe. You know, that would be Val, Chris Gathard. What, what's his character's <laughs> yeah, name? Trevor. 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 Yeah, he's Sandwich pretty harmless. Delivery for Oscar Martinez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You tell uh, me. Hands him the receipt. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Trevor, you might not want on your team because even if you were coming to kill you, he doesn't actually have anything. He just has the receipts to show he's you that it. he has them. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good that's a good call, Edwin. I like that. I like. Yeah. yeah, let's add 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 in Nate. I'd add Nate. I'd add Val. I'd add Ooh. Hide. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hide! Yeah. Of course, Hide would would absolutely kill you. <laughs> Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but anyway, is a boss on purpose. Fun. I feel like there's a. I feel like we could. I feel like a listener is going to send us a better set of nine for yeah, us to consider. I would like that. Of the choose sure. three to defend you, the rest like are Bob hunting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bob Vance. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go to some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. All right. So today's trivia comes to us from Jack. Jack says, "Gents, my name is Jack." And I'm from Hello, Colorado. Jack. Knowing bare facts is really important here. My, <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I are huge fans of the show. We have a 16-month-old 16, 16 and have spent the past year listening to many of your episodes through AirPods while rocking him to sleep. Oh, well, not so much me after my laughter and or tears dripping on his head from laughter woke him up during said rocking process. You guys <laughs> have brought us so much joy during some very long days as new parents. Thanks, man. Well, that's really nice, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, that means a lot. Anyways, I realized you guys missed out on a super important point during the Roy episode. David Denman and John Krasinski starred in 13 hours together. For all Office fans, it was incredibly confusing to watch Roy and Jim on the same squad (laughs) in a war movie. This leads me to my first question. What antagonists on The Office should be the stars of a Michael Bay movie together? Ed Helms and Rain Wilson, Steve Carell and Paul Lieberstein, etc. Oh, that's great. I like that a lot. That's great. Uh, my next question for you guys is what webisode series should have been produced? I think a Ryan Goes to Jail series would have been great after he's arrested. <laughs> Lots of opportunities for Creed references, too. Like if Ryan's bunk has Creed's name scratched on it or a reference to William oh. Charles Schneider. Papa Smurf. Maybe his cellmate bought a fake ID from Creed, etc. Also, Kelly visits him in in her tracksuit. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, like like she talks about. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. 
All right. Anyways, uh, trivia. To answer your question, I would like a Mindy Kaling, Craig Robinson, Michael Bay movie. Mm. Oh, wow. They're not antagonists, though. But they I would kind like of to... are by the end of their relationship a little bit, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You need <laughs> to would... access your own crazy side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would just like to see them like in a buddy film of any kind. <laughs> I think they could be in a. I think they could be in a, a really good buddy cop. Yeah. Thing. yeah, I would like to see a web series about Kelly Kapoor. I feel like we could have seen something really yes. funny with her as the main character. I wish we could have seen more of that. Uh, what didn't they? Wasn't that Aaron and Kelly? They did the, the. They did the subtle sexuality. They did that. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, Those songs like seriously yeah. slap. They're so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, anyways, trivia. The theme is Michael's misuse of the English language. Oh. Excellent. Okay, here we go. It's incalculable. <laughs> uh, the Vance Refrigeration Hate <sighs> <laughs> There's the X-Axis. Uh, the, the Vance Refrigeration Hate Note in the merger says, you will never be able to blank us. Get together and revenge us, or pull together as yeah. a team and revenge yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yes. In Casino Night, what does Michael call himself instead of a philanthropist? Uh, philanderer. Philanderer. Yeah, correct. Great philanderer. In Ben Franklin, Michael says he has this, but means epiphany. Epiphery. epiphery? Yes, correct. In Watermark, Michael says it wasn't me. They are trying to make me a blank. Oh, it's a scapegoat, but he says a, a scapegoat. And a scapegoat. And a yeah. scapegoat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, what tool does Michael ask Meredith for on the side of the road during women's appreciation? A crescent Allen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is just two, diff- two different types of wrenches. Yes. <laughs> That's another situation, like you were saying, Alex, where Michael could wear leather gloves and direct traffic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. He also takes the tire jack and uses it uh, like a lug wrench where he like <laughs> yeah. puts it on the tire. Yeah. What movie does Michael misname in Survivor Man? Miss uh, uh Castaway or like The movie is uh, give us I a mean, hint. If you give us the movie that'll tell us what it is probably. Give us a um, hint. Broke back mountain. Oh. Oh. Broken. I don't know. He calls it Broken Mountain. Mountain. Broken (laughs) Mountain. In the deposition, Michael says, the timing was nothing short of blank. Predominant. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And finally, in job fair, Michael says, want to get some fresh blood. Blank this place. Euthanize this place. Ah, nice. nice. Very, very good. Oh man! All right, awesome. That one I didn't even remember. I just the lo- I just did the logic real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, Jack. Thank you so much. That was great trivia. Great message. If you want to send us trivia, email us mspodcastcompany at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also call us and leave us a message five zero three six nine four nine three one four. We are probably due for a voicemail soon, a voicemail bag episode soon. So, so please give us a call. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. We're, we have a website, michaelscottpod.com, and we're on Patreon, 
patreon.com slash Michael Scott. Become a Scott's Tot for five bucks a month. You'll get ad-free episodes. You'll get uh, a mailbag episode every month. Uh, Exclusive you, you get to access. Be, you get to be a part of a, a fun community. You get to support the show. And we make College a donation. To, yes, that's right. We make a donation together to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Or lithium. <laughs> Special thanks to our, our Scott's Tots. We love you guys so much. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs all of our artwork. Uh, this episode was recorded in Portland, Oregon, over video chat. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging and out York. with us. New York. It was recorded and in New York. That's oh, right. Oh, my God. Yeah, how can I freak? Totally the city's so not nice. Where? The city's so nice, they named it twice. Manhattan. Times Square to Pioneer Courthouse yeah. Square. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm near the Garment District. I can stop by and get a created Dwight's shirts. Dwight is a shirt guy. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah. Give me a Dunder Mifflin robe, too, while oh, you're there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging with us during our misuse of the English language, our misuse mm. of office quotes and references, uh, <laughs> and uh, for just just hanging out with us. It means a lot to us that you you know that you listen and interact with us. It makes doing the show uh, really fun, and uh, it's just something that we look forward to doing. So thank you again for being with us on uh, on the journey. And take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the zombie. Yes, yes sir. sir. I love you, New York. We're going to come back with a plan for you. It's a 45-day plan. 45 days to get us back on track. Yes. 45 points. It's a 45-day, 45 point, one point per day. We get to 45 points. We're back in business. And you can take that to the bank. And limo lady, we are going completely carbon neutral. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.